welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, Veronica here. I'm so glad to be back with you. Recording on July 13th for this last week of the moon cycle and our last full week of the sun in Cancer. So we've got a really interesting week with some uh, very emotional transits. And one of the things I noticed is that people are kind of at their breaking point right now. Um, myself personally, I had a little Instagram story rant this morning um, with words, I, what not speaking, but typing out a little rant about people not doing what they have to do in terms of taking care of one another with this pandemic and wearing masks and washing hands and doing these very simple, basic things that might feel inconvenient, but are important. And this is a week where a lot of people are finding their breaking point. A lot of people are finding that they are completely fed up. However you feel about it, whether you're a person that is um, deep in the rabbit hole of this is a hoax. What I imagine you're probably not listening to my podcast if you're one of those people because my feeling on it is quite clear. Or you're one of those people like myself who is just so fed up with God, we're still here. Now, that is kind of what the astrology is saying. We're just sort of fed up and over it and ready to release it and be done. But unfortunately, because of the circumstances and because of the actions of human beings, we are not done with the pandemic. So if you're feeling like you're reaching your edge, you're reaching your breaking point, you are not alone. This week is a lot of release. So we had the last quarter moon in Aries over the weekend, which basically means that the sun, the moon comes to that last uh, quarter phase and begins the last week of the moon cycle. And when we enter the last week of the moon cycle, we are in a time of release. So we're integrating that we did a lot of integrating the lessons that we've learned through the moon cycle last week. And this week is more like, what's not working for me anymore? What is not nourishing me anymore. Maybe something that really fit. Maybe it was a friendship that fit. Maybe it was a favorite pair of sweatpants that fit and they don't fit anymore. And it's just time to let it go. There's going to be a lot of release this week. You may have been noticing from watching the news that there's also last week and already this week, and it's only Monday when I'm recording this, there have been so many notable deaths. And after eclipse season or toward the end of eclipse season, we often see that because people, we release all of that energy. That's a, it's a portal, it's a pressure cooker, a portal of change that people are walking through. And so while you and I might be walking through that portal and changing our life and shifting and adjusting and finding new ways of doing things, some people are shifting out of this form and transiting over, transitioning rather, 
over to the next realm. So there's a lot of release in all levels, on the spiritual level, on the physical level, on the mental level, on the emotional level, all those things. Quick recap, we had Mercury go direct on Sunday. Now we're still feeling Mercury because whenever planets slow down to go retrograde or slow down to move direct, we feel them more potently. Because if you imagine that you have a top that's spinning, I just saw another astrologer give this great example for Mercury retrograde. If you're spinning a top and it's going really, really, really fast, and then the top has to slow down to start going in the other direction. So it has to slow down to a stop and then turn around and it takes a while to pick up speed again. So we're waiting for Mercury to get its speed back right now. So he's moving direct. He just started and he'll pick up speed. But it'll take him a few days, a few weeks to get back to uh, to the regular speed that he's used to going, right? So we're still feeling we're in that, that like for lack of a better word, I like to call it the hangover. So we're in the hangover of the Mercury retrograde right now. Things might not be so clear. Again, Mercury retrograde happened with Mercury and Cancer, and he's still there. And he's going to take this last... Uh, pass through these same degrees in cancer that he has now gone through twice already. And this is his third time going through. So whatever childhood wounds, whatever stuff from your parents, whatever emotional security stuff, whatever stuff you've got around feeling emotionally secure, financially secure, secure in your home, any hangups you have there, because that's the stuff that cancer is about. Mercury is going to bring it up one third and final time now, and you will have an opportunity to heal it. Luckily, um, you got Chiron helping because Chiron retrograded on, went into retrograde on uh, Saturday. So with Chiron moving backward, we are at the very beginning of a journey of going deep into some of those core wounds that we've had since childhood because Chiron's in Aries. So a lot of anger is going to be coming up over the next six months because Chiron is in the sign of Aries. And Aries, the way Aries works with emotion is through anger and passion and enthusiasm. Um, so those are Aries emotions, right? Aries is also very optimistic. So you might be feeling like, oh, this is intense, but it's getting me somewhere good. And that might be a good manifestation of the Chiron and Aries. But either way, um, the other thing going on, and we've talked about it a lot the past few weeks, is that Mars is now in Aries. And Mars is in Aries really helping us get motivated. And I've had so many people report into me that, oh my God, I love Mars and Aries. It's making me so motivated and inspired again and feeling like, um, you know, there's just a little more gas in the tank. And that's awesome. And I feel the same way. I felt a huge pickup in my energy since Mars entered Aries. And for most of July, he's pretty much unencumbered. But come August, when he starts to talk to Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, we're going to have a little bit of a different experience. Now, this week is a sort of like a foreshadowing of what's to come once Mars gets a little bit more involved with those three planets. So, um, We'll dive into that. But before we do, I just want to reiterate that 
there is a lot of releasing, a lot of letting go, a lot of endings happening this week. The last week of the moon cycle is always a time to go inward. We enter what we call the dark of the moon, which means we can't see the moon in the night sky once we get really close to that new moon, which will happen on Monday, July 20th. It will be our second new moon in Cancer within 29 days. So two new moons in a row in the same sign is very rare, which means that there's something going on in the Cancer part of your chart. Mercury retrograde there, eclipses there. There's something going on in the part of your chart that houses Cancer that the universe wants you to look at. Home, immediate family, sense of security. These are some of the Cancerian themes that we can look at. Lineage, legacy. Um, all of that kind of thing. So we talked a lot about this in the Luminary League um, for our full moon workshop when we had our full moon workshop back at the full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn because Capricorn and Cancer both uh, really honor this idea of legacy and this idea of lineage. And so we talked about that a lot. And I'm going to um, edit that up and make that a little bit of a bonus episode for you guys here on the podcast so that you get a taste of what the full moon workshop is like. And so if you want to join us, if you love the podcast, if you listen to me every week, I would love for you to come over to Patreon um, and join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti. And come join me. You can be a supporter for as little as $5 a month. And for $25 or more, you can join the, be a luminary and be part of the luminary league and, and get in on the new moon and full moon sessions. And, um, I would love for you to do that. So, uh, hopefully we'll get that bonus out to you this week. And eclipses do have resonance for up to six months until the next eclipse season. So they're kind of like, um, an entryway. Your your you know the eclipse is the doorway into the next six month period of your life. So again, I always say this, but it bears it's worth repeating. Astrology is the study of cycles and patterns and how they overlay one another. And those layers are like a weave that comes together and creates a rich experience that many things that are going on at the same time, we are not one dimensional. We're not only working on our career. We're not only working on our family life. We're not only working on a romantic relationship. We're sustaining our friendships. We're doing our work. We're exercising. We're meditating. We're working. We're dealing with drama with our parents. You know, we always have lots of things going on. And in the same way, the astrology playing out in our chart is multifaceted. So um, with all of that stuff going on in cancer this week, uh, you might feel whatever the planets were encouraging you to look at, and you might be inclined to finally let go of whatever is hanging you up there in that part of your chart. And if you don't know what part of your chart cancer is in, um, that's a great reason to join me on Patreon and become a luminary because every full moon I do little mini readings at the end of the session for whoever is on live. And if you want a full reading, you can always go to my website, book a reading with me. Why I'm sharing all of this about cancer kicking up the dust in that 
the chart. I mean, that part of your chart, the dust has been kicked up a ton this summer, right? So it's not new, but we're getting this one last pass at clearing it up. And the nodes are not going to be in this part of your chart. You're not going to have eclipses in this part of your chart for another 19 years. So it's a good time to clean up that dust, you know? At least the North Node won't be in Cancer for another 19 years. So uh, with that said, this week, the big news is that the Sun is opposing Jupiter on Tuesday. And then the Sun will be opposing Pluto on Wednesday. And next week on Monday, after the new moon on July 20th, the Sun will oppose Saturn. So these three planets have really been the bulk of everything we've talked about this year since Jupiter and Pluto got to uh, Saturn and Pluto rather got together on January 10th. Since then, we've had two connections between Jupiter and Pluto and we'll have a third. It's very rare. They usually don't come together three times in one year. And at the very end of the year, Saturn and Jupiter will get together. So these three are in quite the threesome this year, okay? And everybody is having dates with each other at different times. So they are in a, maybe not a threesome, maybe they're in a love triangle. So this little love triangle in the Capricorn part of your chart, which is a p- opposite Cancer, where all Mercury has been kicking up the dust. Now the sun in Cancer at the latter degrees of Cancer is a opposing these three planets. And that means just like the full moon, the sun opposes the moon and the sun shines its light on the moon and lights it up. What happens when the sun opposes Jupiter or Pluto or Saturn? Same thing. The sun is going to light up those planets in the Capricorn house of your chart and you are going to feel them more potently, more acutely. Um, Now, just a quick reminder, Saturn was in Aquarius. He's on his retrograde journey. He came back to Capricorn on July 1st. When a planet's at the very last degree, 29 degrees of any sign, it is the most potent experience of that planet in that sign. And there's, of course, a lot of endings. It's sort of the theme for the day, release and endings. But um, it also brings up whatever stuff we didn't work with last time when Saturn was in. I mean, Saturn was in Capricorn for a long time. Um, He was moving at a pretty nice clip when he went through 29 degrees and then went into Aquarius. And then we really saw that was in March. And that's when we really saw, you know, um, the pandemic take off here in New York. And it became, a, you know, the main thing that we were talking about, right? Um, it's also when we saw this, uh, this civil uprising for, um, for civil rights and human rights also come up with Saturn and Aquarius. Because Saturn and Aquarius is really interested in humanity and fighting for equality for all. And we're going to see more of that because Saturn's going to, after this retrograde journey, he'll make his way back to Aquarius toward the end of the year and get moving. And then for the next, and then for two years after, we'll, we'll be dealing with Saturn and Aquarius stuff. But right now, Saturn is back in Capricorn. And since July 1, you know, 
we really have had this huge increase in the pandemic once again. And I have to say, and yes, my political, my, I don't even think it's a political opinion. I think it's just uh, an opinion because I don't think there's anything political about the pandemic. You know, it's, it's an equal opportunity virus. It will infect anyone and everyone. doesn't matter if you vote Republican or Democrat or don't vote at all. So to me, Saturn being at 29 degrees and kicking this up a whole 10 notches. I mean, it didn't kick it up a notch. It kicks it up like 20 notches, right? I mean, pretty much everywhere outside of the Northeast is getting hit pretty bad. Um, and basically Saturn is, you know, one of my astrology teachers, she says that Saturn is the high school principal. So if you don't do your homework, Saturn is going to give you detention. And Saturn came back to Capricorn and was like, what the hell are you guys doing? What's going on here? I, I, I told you what to do. I said, wear the masks. I, I, I told everybody what to do when I was here last time. Capricorn is all about structures and systems and doing things the right way and not cutting corners. What happened? You know? So that's kind of how I feel about Saturn right now. He came back to Capricorn and he's like, I thought everybody knew the system. I thought everyone knew what we had to do. I went to Aquarius. I was doing the civil rights uprising. I was talking about the police. Now I'm back here and we're talking about this again. That's kind of what I feel Saturn is saying to us. He's very disgruntled high school principal right now. So Saturn is back. He's actually this week going to make um, an adjusting aspect to the North Node. And that adjusting aspect between Saturn and the North Node is also in the new moon chart that's coming on Monday. The sun this week opposing Saturn, Jupiter and Pluto, and then Saturn next week is really an illumination of all of the ways that our society and our personal lives, the collective and the individual, all the shifts that have been made. And all of the places where we've been invited to shift and we haven't, all of the places where we were given the forewarnings and we were given the lessons and we still haven't implemented the changes, we still haven't taken action. And so we're going to see those this week and it's going to be angering and upsetting, especially for those of us that have been paying attention. It was interesting because... This weekend, I uh, had the opportunity to sit with a yoga teacher that I really love, a teacher of philosophy. I asked, what do you think about the, what do you think about what's going on karmically and or spiritually? And she said, you know, wisdom whispers, but you have to listen to hear it. And eventually, if she keeps whispering and you're not listening, she has to shout. And so right now, wisdom, the universe, the planets, the God of your own understanding is shouting, shouting at us to get it, to get it together. And unfortunately, some people still aren't listening. Now, as I always say, the planets don't make stuff happen. People make stuff happen. The planets give us glimpses into how we're going to feel 
what's going to be, what are the parallels, right? So astrology had no way of telling us that this would be a pandemic, right? Unless we look back, I mean, there are, there's some interesting astrologers out there that are doing some studies on, you know, the last time Jupiter was in Capricorn, we had an, uh, we had a recession. So there's some, there's a lot of, uh, synchronicities or rather recurring patterns. When Jupiter comes to Capricorn every 12 years, there's some economic correction of some sort. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of studies about when Pluto and Saturn get together. There's, we study these patterns all the time, right? And there might be some indications of different pandemics and whatnot. There, there were some interesting things I looked up, but I don't even want to go down that path right now, as interesting as I think it is. And it's really, really interesting. At the end of the day, planets don't make things happen. People make things happen. And so our choices make these things worse or they make them better, you know, and also the planets in the sky and that their interaction with our own chart is going to change our experience of this as well. And I truly believe that we choose our chart. We choose the moment that we come into this life, into this incarnation. So we all chose to be here. We all chose to be here on a soul level. There's some lesson in this moment for all of us to be learning. So wake up and learn it. And don't be selfish. Look out for the other people around you. You know, I keep thinking this week, um, going back to yoga, because yoga is like my first language in this in the spiritual world, right? And the first tenet of yoga, the first yama is ahinsa, which is non-harming, non-violence, do no harm. And the first thing in the code for the you know, medical doctors, um, for physicians is do no harm. And we are choosing to harm ourselves as a collective right now. We know the facts. We know what we have to do. We just have to do it. And we have to care enough about one another to do the things that are hard right now and inconvenient. Um, but as you know, this teacher that I sat with this weekend, she said, uh, uh, she said, if this is the apocalypse we're getting, then I'm going to wipe my brow because this is not that bad. <laughs> and I laughed and I thought, you know, as much as we are suffering right now, we are so blessed. There are so many ways in which as hard as it is not to hug each other, as hard as it is not to travel and see our parents and our children and and all of that, there are so many ways in which we can still connect with one another because we're living in this age of technology. Um, So anyway, I ended up on a real big tangent and diatribe that I didn't mean to get on today, but sometimes that happens. Um, This week with the sun opposing those three planets in Capricorn, Uh, Jupiter, then Pluto, and Saturn on Monday. All of these shifts that are going on in the world are going to be illuminated. Um, And because the sun is in Cancer, the sun in Cancer is emotional, and Mercury is in Cancer, and that's our mind. And I've been talking about this for so long because Mercury's been in Cancer for so long. But when Mercury's in Cancer, sometimes we feel things really deeply, but we can't necessarily find the words to express it. 
so you might be feeling some things really deeply. And, I, and I've just been noticing, especially in the past two days, how so many people are at that breaking point. And I've even felt it myself today of just being over it and just being fed up. I was watching the news and I saw a woman who was one of the, um, you know, talking heads for the cable news. Um, and she was like on the ver- she was she was tearing up giving her political commentary because she was so fed up with everything going on in our country and i felt her and i i really felt her pain in that moment and i felt like like girl we are with you everyone is feeling that everyone is feeling that um that anger that resentment that tired and I don't have it to give anymore. And I'm sharing that with you to tell you that this week is tough and there's a lot of that energy, but we're going to get to the other side. So next week when the new moon comes on Monday, it's going to kick out the eclipse season. Mercury will be moving a little bit faster and we can get we can start moving into the next chapter and it's going to feel much better than right now. Right now it feels a little, it feels stuck. And it's, it, use this week to move the energy, take a salt bath, journal, get rid of some clothes that you're not wearing anymore because you're not leaving the house in 2020. You know, get rid of some, some, uh, you know, what, get rid of the files on your computer, really let go of a lot of stuff that's holding you back because you don't realize that all of that holds energy. And as you know, I'm a big, big, big fan of the Kanmari method. And when we have stuff, even if it's digital files, even if it's pictures sitting in the closet, it pulls our energy, it pulls on our energy. Um, so this is a good week to just use that, use the energy you have. Mars is in Aries chugging along. Use that to clean it out. Use it to get rid of the old pots and pans. Use it to get rid of the old clothes. Use it to clear out your computer. Use it to clear out your phone. Use it to clear out the old pictures, whatever it is that you feel inclined to clear out. And I think that'll really be a great use of this energy and on an emotional level feel really, really good. Um, in addition to that, take care of yourself. Move your body. One of the best things you can do is move your body when things feel really maddening and when things feel really stuck. Move your body. Even if you feel like you don't have time, go for the walk, go for the run, get on the bike, take a yoga class, take my yoga class. You're welcome to join me for yoga. Um, and yeah, get get moving. That'll, that will definitely help as well. The new moon on Monday, just a last quick note. It is this energy of Saturn adjusting, this adjustment of Saturn to the new moon. The new moon is always where we're going. It's, our, it's what we're meant to do. And Saturn making this adjusting aspect to the new moon I'm sorry, to the to the North Node, not the New Moon, the North Node. It really says to me that this New Moon, with that in the chart, because the New Moon is a, an adjusting in an inconjunct, an adjusting aspect to the South Node, and then the New Moon is opposing Saturn, 
And then Saturn is in an adjusting aspect and in conjunct to the North Node. This all says to me that this new moon is about shifting the plan and then buckling into place with the new plan and being really committed to it. Because the new moon is the latter degrees of Cancer opposite Saturn and Capricorn. And this is your last chance to kind of finish out that story of that Cancer Capricorn stuff that we've been talking about for 19, for really 19 years from the last time the North Node was in Cancer, but um, for the past just about two years that we've been working with the nodes in these places and eclipses in these places. So I mentioned it a few weeks ago on the podcast, but we have been working with this series of eclipses since the t- 2018. So really, this is your lot. This new moon in Cancer is like, okay, what did I learn? Let me integrate that. Let me implement some changes. Let me change the way I'm going to do this going forward. And let me commit to that new path. Let me commit to that new way of doing things. And let Saturn help you because Saturn loves systems. Saturn loves boundaries. Saturn loves limitations. So what boundaries, what limitations, what accountability systems do you need to put in place for you to excel in whatever it is you're going to do now that you know what what you know. Now that you know we have to wear a mask, go buy some reusable masks. I really like the ones from Joa Love. I'm sure they 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 advertise to you on Instagram because they advertise to me on Instagram constantly. And I bought some and I love them. Not an ad, just a fan. Although Joa Love, if you wanted to advertise for my podcast, I'd love to have you. And you know, I really like what now that you know to wear a mask, wear a mask. Now that you know that you feel resentful when your partner doesn't pay for the groceries, have the conversation and say, hey, I really need you to split this with me. It makes me feel emotionally um, insecure when the finances aren't divvied up or when you're not carrying your weight. Have the conversations, whatever the thing is, right? So whatever the thing is that this, that this time that Mercury has kicked up the dust in cancer for you, your sense of security, emotional, financial, otherwise, your sense of feeling at home, your sense of being well, uh, belonging to a family, all of that stuff that it's kicked up, release what you learned, let it go, and make a plan for how you're going to move forward. So that's pretty much the energy of the week. Um, I went all around and uh, lots of tangents. So thanks for bearing with me. And um, I'm going to leave it there. I'll see you next week. And or I won't see you, but I'll talk to you. And if you love the podcast, join me on Patreon. Um, I'd love to have you. If you just want to, you know, support, you can always support with $5 or more. And if you want to do more than support and come to the full moon workshops and get the new moon bonus podcast and guided meditation, then $25 or more a month and you'll be a luminary in the Luminary League. So I'd love to see you in there. Um, And that's all I got for you this week. I'm going to wrap it up. Otherwise, I'll probably find another tangent to go on. And I think I had enough today. (laughs) All right. Bye. 
Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.